temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. Oh, hail Eddie. What about this from ball inside? 50, Cottrell! From nowhere! Cottrell from 45, directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky test. Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones his class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Bluebaggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host Harrison Hyman's Bolt. We're back in the studio, you're back in Melbourne. I'm back. And this is, in every sense of the word, a mega edition of the podcast. This is big. This is get anything you've got off your chest. This is home truths. We've been waiting for this. We had to wait the night for me to get back here. We couldn't do this one over Zoom, could we? No, this is no. too well, important. Well, we were going to do it yesterday over Zoom. Um, I'm, well, we couldn't because no. the magnitude of what happened needed to be done in person. But I'm also sort of happy because it gives you a day to reflect and actually watch the and replay. And there's been and... developments in this space within the 24 hours post the game. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Bolt, um, this isn't going to be your traditional episode of the podcast we're not going to sit here and just go through the players and the way we usually do it um i want to do this differently yeah um we will still obviously go through all the players but there's a lot more to talk about than just the single performance on the day um i've got no idea where to start (laughs) well okay well let's start with the game yeah so we played west coast who would come off a loss to essendon at home they'd lost Oscar Allen, Josh Kennedy, and Tim Kelly within the week to compound with the absences of McGovern, Duggan, Witherden, to name a few. We were getting Fisher back another week into Martin. We're fairly fit at the I was moment. Gonna, we're, we're basically missing Charlie Kerno. Yep. Um, and if you want to count Marchbank and Cunningham, sure. Well, yeah, I'd say, yeah. So we're missing Charlie Kerno, I guess, Marchbank, Cunningham, um, and Plowman was, I guess, and Plowman. the other one who we were missing. But so, yeah, look, we're not missing... You look at this... Let's just go through those names. Oscar Allen. Massive. Massive. Josh Kennedy. Massive. Oh, it's two of you. Like, it, they've got a stupid forward line, but that's yeah. two of you. You know, the big dogs up there. You look at the midfield. Kelly, Shuey, Shuey yes. Duggan. I mean, that is huge. So, they're missing two of their best forwards, three of their best mids, and then you go to the back line and you're missing McGovern... Uh, Witherden, I think they were the only two outs. Yeah. Um, Look, they were, it's, and then Shepard went down, and Shepard went down early. So, so they are severely undermanned on every line. I just want to say, we're essentially playing. T- like, we know football well, and you can't tell me that you'd know Harry Edwards, Luke Edwards, and Liam Foley if they hit you in the face on the street, could you? Yeah, no disrespect to them, but they're just. We played the West Coast reserves yesterday. And they owned Jermaine the game. Jermaine Jones tore us to shreds. Mate, like- they owned the game. It is so silly and frustrating what happened at the SCG yesterday. It should never have happened. And... Do- Carlton are so bland. They like, And I know Mackay went off. And we say it time and time. But this isn't down to Mackay. But we say it time and time again that Carlton looked terrible and Mackay's on the ground. Well, there was... When we got the ball yesterday, I wish I videoed some of the plays. There were because I was sitting behind the goals, so I had you know the what what do you call it the behind the goal footage, so you could yeah, see the you play, had the perfect view, so you could see it coming. When we got the ball multiple times, there was absolutely like dead set nothing ahead of it. Like there was just nothing you could do at least eight or nine times. There's no creativity. There's no imagination here. It's bland. It's lifeless. It's actually uninspiring football. We have to grind for every single score and multiple yeah. times we kicked a goal and bang. 
There was the one where Liam Ryan was the goal th- from centre half forward. Yeah. was an absolute joke. We worked so hard for that goal. We attacked. Was that third? It was third quarter. It was an absolute yeah, we, disgrace. We attacked for a while. We really had to work hard for it, and that was a bit of a breakthrough goal. I think it got us within two points, uh, or maybe even it put yeah, us it was in front. Was it the Cottrell set shot or something like that? It and was... then bang, out of the center, Liam Ryan goes bang, and we're back behind. He, they they waltzed it through, and he just had basically an uncontested shot from forty out. It, it was, and it happened multiple times. Um, so Bolt, the aftermath has been enormous, and I said it last night. If you look at our season as a whole, this was coming. I mean, this this result was coming from a mile It was off. a typical Carlton loss. It was. It's the same narrative every time we lose. But I almost feel like, and you can call me crazy, I almost feel like that had to happen. It had to happen because if the club hadn't had enough wake-up calls already, you know, this was the wake-up call that they needed. I, I want the heat to be on Carlton. I want... I yeah, want... Yeah. I want as much heat on us as possible because then be it honest. doesn't allow us to get away with the rubbish that we've been dishing and up. And we shouldn't be able to get away with it. Season 2021, we're 4-8. and eight. We're 0-7 against teams in the 8 right now. It's been bloody pathetic. Like, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, the media, they just tear shreds this ain't on the Carlton. media. This no, is this, Carlton. No, but what I'm saying is I, I, I want the heat on us. Like, give it to us. Give us the heat. I want as much heat put on Carlton as possible because... It shouldn't be accepted. Um, and I guess, you know, there's been, there'd be people who would say, you know, oh, we're only four goals off, you know, these top sides. And yeah, we are. But at the end of the day, it's not like we've won any of them. Like, if we were winning some of these games and the ones we were losing, we were losing by four goals, that's a different story. But it's the fact that we lose by four goals every week. Yeah, so all eight of our losses have been between 16 and 28 points. Yeah. So we're not in it within, you know, two minutes to go or anything like that. No. We're not in games. You know, that's the issue. A lot of our losses, we never look like winning, but we're never out of the game scoreboard-wise. And then the fourth quarter comes around and we just get run over. So the SCG, the Sydney Swans fourth quarter was just... You may as well have, you know, thrown a hammer in my face. (laughs) And the West Coast one, so we were 16 points down at three-quarter time, I think. Yeah, something like that. And then Betts kicked a really good goal to start the quarter. Betts is playing really well at the moment. Betts is playing good for Betts is yeah. playing really well. Um, and then Owies had a set shot from about what, 30 out at an angle to put it yeah. within four points and missed. And we missed a lot of those ones. The Ruckman took a couple of set shots. The Ruckman. The, I tweeted it midway through the third quarter. Did you not think we looked gassed already? I, I, I looked at us midway through the third. I don't know see, I don't know if it was gassed. I think you just would have seen with the ball, we were so slow because there was just nowhere to go ahead of the ball. But I also That's, just feel like when they had the ball, we were struggling yeah. to man up, struggling to find a man, struggling to, to stop the to stop the flow. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, well, I, I mean, we tweeted it yesterday. That was our worst performance of the year. It has to be said. It was just the most... I think that was the performance that hit home the most. So, for me, the Port Adelaide game was just abhorrent. This was this was shocking, though. This was shocking. The opposition that we were faced with yesterday on a neutral ground... Mm. Um, a neutral ground, but a ground they haven't won on in 21 years. Or you know, 22 we haven't years. been great there either. And that's, I think we've only won twice there in that yeah. time. But, you know, a neutral ground, a ground we played on last week... Give me a, a break. ground that should suit our brand of football. It should. I know it was just horrible. Um. I mean, yeah. Well, let let's let's. Like I, I was like at the I was at both SCG games and like, you know, you'd think I was like excited that I was there and whatnot. They were honestly two of the most boring games I've ever been to. Mm. I feel like the last four Carlton games, the Melbourne game was shocking. The Hawthorne game they're, is a, they're all the same. The Hawthorne game was a hard to watch win. In these last two games, it's just been like you don't even like get upset anymore. I don't think that we bring any variety. No, I, we don't. I, I think bland. it's I think it's the same thing every week. It's vanilla. It's it Um let's talk about the actual match itself and then we'll come back and really analyze what's, you know, happened in the aftermath. So start off on a, you know, on a positive note. Sam Walsh once again was brilliant. Just Goes about his business. I actually feel for him. I look at him and I go, he's just 
doing everything he can, and he's just busting his gut, and there's too many players that aren't doing the same thing. I feel for him. I just I look at him after the game. He looks physically and almost mentally drained. He looks so upset when we lose. And then you got other guys around him who just don't, they don't look the same. Like so, yeah. Uh, Walsh is a gun. He's a, he's so good. So he had thirty yesterday at eighty five percent. Eight score involvements. Kicked a beautiful goal. Eleven marks. Four tackles. The four clearances. No, no. I won't hear a bad word said about Sam Walsh. Uh, moving on. Can we talk about the two skippers? Yeah. What do you think of their performances? They both had 22. Um, I, I thought they were both, like, fine. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Actually, I, I thought Cripps was all right. I thought yeah. Cripps... I thought Cripps, despite only having 22 touches, um... I actually thought he played pre- a pretty good game. No, they were both fine. They both weren't annoying yesterday. Uh, Cripps was involved in seven of our scores. Um, See, so yeah. He, uh, yeah. No, 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 well. no, no, I didn't have an issue with them. They were fine. It wasn't their best games. They were fine. Zach Williams was uh, our second highest disposal getter on the ground with 24. He kicked a goal. He, no, uh, he was actually... He was, and he looks, he looks at home uh, on the back flag. Yeah. Like, for sure. So for my sure. question to you about Zach he's Williams... He's had a like, much better month. He has. But my question to you about Zach Williams is if I told you we were paying what we are for him and we were giving up what we gave up for him to come and play on a back flank at Carlton, would you have taken him? I don't mind paying for a halfback flanker, but he's not playing. He's still not reaching a level which he reached at Greater Western Sydney to justify yeah. the money we spent on him. So I don't mind you know, the fact that he's a halfback flanker, but you just got to lift your game. Like he, he, look, he has lifted, but obviously it's not where we need it to be given that we've, you know, committed that much of our salary cap to him. Mm. Uh, Adam Saad. You know, Saad he was, I, so I thought Saad was good yesterday. Yeah, he he just sort of... He, he knows what's when, up. When he got the ball, he just went stuff it and he just ran. He did it all himself. He was running through the middle of the ground, nearly kicked. Oh, and yes. Ab- that would have been... That, that hit the post, that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have yeah. been goal of the round. Yeah. Almost goal of the year. Um, contender. Yes, that was at my end. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Now, Bolt, I want to talk about number two because there's this is sort of split, I guess, the supporter base. Some people thought he was really good. Some people thought he was okay. Some people thought he was... Not too good. Um, all your thoughts, because you know you've been one who's analysed Dow quite heavily since he's arrived at the club. What do you think of his yep. performance yesterday? So I'm glad that he spent you know a month in the reserves because he needed that for himself. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I thought Dow I thought it was definitely his best performance of the year because um, he contributed yesterday. Yeah. He contributed. Um, he wasn't you know outstanding. It's not a game where I'm going to, you know, change my overall opinion or, you know, jump ship or whatever. Yeah. He was, you know, he was, you know, he was fine as well. You know, it was, it's, it was, a, you know, it was a game where he, you know, just needs to build on from. It was a step up. It was a step up for sure. It's exactly what it was. But that's not, you know, that shouldn't be a performance that turns heads or, you know, sells you on the Paddy Dow wagon. No, it was, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think it it's was a an improvement. That should turn it was an heads. improvement which we have to applaud, and like you know, it was definitely his best game of the season. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, but you know, that's you know not a game which he can then rest his laurels on for the next month. No, 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 no. He's got to keep building. You got to build from there. I want to play over some the audio. rest of the season. I want to be, I want to play some audio. Um, Tim Watson this morning on SEN spoke about Paddy Dow and. The comparisons he sees with Darcy Parrish, who is now obviously exploded onto the scene. Here's the audio bolt, and I'll get your thoughts on it afterwards. Unbelievable game again on Saturday night, and uh, he's had a great season, unbelievable season. Do, do, do either of you see, having watched Darcy Parrish since day one and watched his development, and then seen him at his lowest points when he's played, and then now his highest points? There's a Darcy Parrish style bloke out there at the moment who is struggling with confidence. I see so much of Paddy Dow in what I've seen in the past really? from Darcy 
from Darcy Parish. Really? I, and, and it's so much about confidence and belief, maybe fitness, all those sorts of things that are you know part of the makeup of an AFL player. Um, but I just look at Darcy Parish, and a couple of years ago, some fans would have said the same thing. You know, oh, this I'm not sure if this bloke's ever going to be, you know, an early draft pick. He's, you know, it was that justified at the time. He is an elite midfielder right now. Darcy, thoughts, Bolt? I can't stand the comparisons. <laughs> I can't stand it. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Because if you compare the first three or four seasons of Darcy Parish and Paddy Dow. As underperforming as Darcy Parrish may have been, it was still streets ahead of Paddy Dow's first 50 games. Do you reckon? Yeah. I've got the stats up here. I did that whilst I was listening to that noise from Tim Watson. So, Darcy Parrish, firstly, just got his hands on the pill way more than Dow early on. He went at... So, he's never dipped below... Um, hold on one moment... I don't think he's dipped below an average of 20 possessions a year yet, Darcy Parrish. He hasn't. Um, obviously, with the times extended in the last but, year's quarters. But do you agree? Darcy with- Parrish, Darcy Parrish and Paddy Dow aren't operating on the same levels at the same period of their careers. But do, early you, not, on. do you not agree with the premise that he's... The, the premise of what he's saying. He's saying, you know... Dow's a guy who looks bereft of confidence and yeah. struggling to, um, I guess, apply himself. I-, I feel like, you know, there was a point in time, even last year, Essendon fans still would have thought, you know, that Parrish was... But Darcy Parrish wasn't a bottom five player in those teams, like Paddy Dow has been to start 2021. Well, Parrish got dropped. Was it last? Parrish has been dropped a few times in his career. But he's usually been safe. Has but he? he was- he was never playing pure mid. No, like, I agree like, with that. Like Dow has. I agree with that. He was that. always, you know, in the forward line. I just think any comparison on the first 50 games of both careers is take your Carlton goggles off. Oh, Tim Watson's an Essendon man. Well, I know, I know. No, that's, look, it's fair. It's fair. You're entitled to your opinion. I, 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 don't, I didn't mind the comparison. I, I'm not looking at stats. I'm not looking at... Um, you know, the numbers behind them both. If I if I remember correctly, there were similar feelings about Darcy Parrish's first 50 games as there are with Dow's. I don't think it was this grim. So I saw, so Darcy Parrish was dropped once and it was in 2018, which was midway through his third season, which Dow experienced the same thing last year where he couldn't get a game. Yeah. So he was dropped for a week. Paddy Dow's been in and out of the team now for the best part of now nearly two years mm. since David Teague's taken over. I, th- I just think the circumstances are so much more extreme on the Paddy Dow side than they were on the par- on the Parish side. No, it's fair. That's no, that's fair. Um, well, I mean, yeah. It, it, at least, at least it was a step up. It was a step up. He'll play next week, and I'm excited for it. Excited all well, after the bye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's keep moving on. Will Setterfield, I thought he was all right again. Um, I, I I'm looking through this list, and it's actually funny because. There were a couple of outliers who I thought really let us down yesterday. But as a whole, I couldn't really tell you individual players um, outside of those few outliers who were that bad. And it, and it Because it's just bland everywhere. Yeah, it's no, just but this, so this nothing. Is, this is what I'm going to say. It brings me to this point that I, I think this is more... this The results that we're achieving doesn't come down to individual performances. This is a team issue. I want to talk, Bolt, about the culture at the football club because I think we've got to start questioning it. We've always, you know, I've especially always had this belief that there's an incredible culture amongst our team. Um, And it certainly looked that way when Bolton took over. I feel like since he's left, and and I'm not just because it's since Teague's arrived, I'm I'm not saying it's... Teague's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying the circumstances, the time frame, I think, especially this year, but even last year, you could sort of see it. I don't think we've got a good culture in, in amongst it's, it's the playing It's a very broad group. thing to say, though. In terms of our mindset playing games, I, I, you look at... So, we spoke heavily about Liam Stocker when he kicked his first goal, how no one got around him. I, I, I you know... I'm watching the game yesterday. Nick Newman 
puts his body on the line for the team. Absolute, you know, team man puts his body on the line. I think he's won best clubman or whatever it is a few yeah, times. Like yeah. He is a Carlton man and he knows what it takes and he's happy to get his hands dirty. He falls on his neck. I mean, it looked shocking. He's lying on the ground. Not one player went over to him. Yeah. Not even like, oh, you're right, mate. Like nothing. No one. No oh, one. That's crap. No one. What's that? Like, just leave a man behind. What's that? Crap. Does that not speak volumes? No, I know. Those two incidences are appalling. And then you and look- then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and I agree with you, because that's what the fans see. And then you look so- at other instances where we've lost matches and players after the siren just don't look like they care. I mean, I don't think this is a, just a Carlton thing, because I was watching- um, Who was the game? It was a game on Saturday. Uh, was it- Adelaide Collingwood, nah. St Kilda Sydney, Dreamtime. It was St Kilda Sydney. Yeah. I was watching after the game and a couple of St Kilda players were having a laugh and, you know, mingling with the Sydney players. Um, so I don't think it's just a Carlton thing that, they're that you know, sometimes... I mean, we, we really scrutinised Plowman for having a laugh when we lost to Collingwood. I don't think that's just a Carlton thing. But what I do think is you wouldn't see Richmond players doing it. Well, see, I don't mind it. But, like, in the Plowman instance, he'd been absolutely belted that night. Yeah, that's fair. He had, you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just think it's time and place. And it's very circumstantial. I've been, it's very hard to, I guess, you know, when we're not... Like, because the only sample we get of team culture is for three hours a week. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. That, and, I and agree. Like, in what we've been exposed to hasn't been pretty. Well, this is... It all comes down to this. We're not in the four walls of the club. We don't see what happens. Most of the supporters who are commenting, they don't see what happens. So we're all going off three hours a week. We're all going off that small sample size. But is that not... You know, that's the whole the whole club. You know, everything that that they're doing on and off the field is going into that those three hours a week. So that's the time that you got to be switched on. That's the time. You know, yeah. That's the time that you're working towards is those three hours a week. No, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, I'm just now I'm starting to question the mindset behind the playing group. Maybe that's the way of putting it rather than culture alone, but. I just, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't, I can't say that our team are prepared to roll their sleeves up and get their hands dirty for one another. It's a cliche I hate using, but is this, and I hate saying this, but it might just ring true in this instance. Is it a case of, you know, why should we get angry if our coach is going to sit on the bench like he's sunbaking in Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> Look, you've you could have me- given David a margarita yesterday on the interchange bench, mate. I I was pretty animated during the game because I just I don't know. I was just getting really annoyed at certain things, um, and then the camera pans over to Tiggy on the bench, and like I'm just thinking to myself, you're the coach. If you're not displaying any urgency, how can you expect your players to? And like we spoke set, about... Set the tone, David. And we spoke about the Carlton Bulldogs game in round date where Beveridge was hustling yes, down. Yes. He was hustling. He was really getting into yeah. it. Well, hang on. Rats. Yeah, rats we, will Were do you it. watching St Kilda against Sydney? No, but I know he did it at Carlton. Mate, rats was on the bench for the last quarter this week. He's chirping and he, his and he was pacing. He was like, you know, he was not comfortable. Teague's sitting back. He's, he's comfortable, mate. Yeah, because we're within four goals. I just and and once again, um, I don't want to. I don't want to just. I don't want to just slam him. No. Um, but this is fair criticism. No, this you know is this, fair because you know this has been building up with me for now about twelve months. No, it has been. But the other thing is like, and I didn't want to take this on to a platform like this till like a month ago. Yeah. Because it, it, he does frustrate me tactically. I don't really care about his personality because he doesn't have much of one. But <laughs> tactically, it's just not very sound. And the way we play is just... So, let me ask you wow. a question. As a team at the moment... Yeah. I think there's a blatant answer here. Are we soft? Yeah. But we've spoken... See, this is like every I, element... I, think, I don't think teams fear us no, at all. So, this is like every element we've spoken about over the first 11 weeks of the year has kind of accumulated together for round 12. Because we spoke about there's no fear element in Carlton. As no. in teams, no matter where they are on the ladder, will always think they're a sniff against Carlton. 
Yeah. No matter who you are, Absolutely. where you're playing, Carlson's always that game we can pinch, even if we're not meant to. Um, so, the aftermath of yesterday's performance has been monstrous, to say the least. Um, and today, Sam McClure revealed that the board were conducting an external review of the football department. Now, so... I want to ask you, because I'm not entirely sure why... I mean, I'm not questioning, you know, what they're doing. Let them do what they do. But why... Well, I am about to question it. But why is it external? Why couldn't they just conduct the review? Well, because obviously the board... Because the board appointed all these people they're reviewing into these positions. So if the board's rendering these decisions as, you know, an error, well, then the board's an error itself. Like the board's not going to critique their own work. Because so I've 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 got a different opinion. Well, that that's definitely one half of my opinion. But I also look at our board, and I don't know the people on it, but just from observing the way that they operate, do you not feel like our board is very much a board which runs the club like a business rather than a football club? It might not be their intentions, but I think... No, it's the, not their intentions. the result is, it just so happens that all the decisions that have been made in the commercial space and all the decisions that have been made in the football department space, the football department space is like every decision seems to be just so off. And commercially, they're fine. Commercially, we're like Financially, thriving. they're fine. We're, That's we're, what I'm saying. They're just like, they're not nailing... The essentials. Right, we spoke about it when Mark say announced that he was going to retire at the end of the year from his position as the chair, as the president. Um, I just feel like, you know, he's done an incredible job for us off the field. But you look at Eddie Maguire and you look at Koshy and they've, they've, they're doing both. So they're, because they are so... And they passionate about the actual team itself. And they both took over at their club's lowest ebbs. Correct. As well. I just think that you look at Eddie and you look at Koshi, and whilst they may not have a football brain, they don't have the coaching brain. They don't. They don't know. You know, they might know. They might not know what works and what doesn't work. But what they do know is that they have passion, and they don't accept mediocrity. Yeah. Whilst I think our board appoints people and watches it unfold to the point where the external noise is so loud that they're almost forced to make a change. For sure. As in, like let's Collingwood be and Port make small changes to their football department very swiftly and very under the wraps yeah, just because, to keep because, things going. Because there's a lot of clubs that know that their total issues aren't down to a total organizational fault it's you know a specific yeah. thing they're getting wrong um i had a point in my head um oh, i can't remember what i was gonna say um but I, yeah i just feel like our board um it lacks oh it lacks passion for the it, it lacks passion well, for results honest, as harsh as it might have been at the time considering where we were as a footy club i Retaining Brendan Bolton as coach at the end of 2018 off a 2-20, 59% season, like, was telling your fans that we're okay with this. That was his third year in charge. Mm. The fact that he was allowed to coach in 2019, there and then the pin should have been put. That is just, no matter where you are on a rebuild, no matter what the resources you've got at your disposal, those results should never be accepted in football that season. It's funny because... I actually think that, like, call me crazy. I think that I actually think Bolton was a better coach than what we've seen from Teague so far. Probably tactically, yes. And uh, Teague's I, I, got way more at his disposal than Bolton. No, that's why. Because Teague's got a far better winning percentage. Like, don't, don't even compare them. Teague but- was an assistant coach that was picked by a fan through a fan revolt. It was obvious at the time that Teague was the last resort from the Carlton board. You heard Judd speak about it every week on Classified. It took mm. him, you know, till it was just so overwhelmingly we can't go against the fans because of what they've been through already. The fans picked Teague. Mm. Let's, you know, be honest here. Yeah, and, and once again, I mean, I'm not here to bash him. 
Um, but it's just home truths that are so relevant. Yeah, it's just like you know, you look at the current situation, and I just think with the team that he has in front of him, I think Bolton would be achieving better results. I'm not sure. I don't want Brendan Bolton coaching my team. No, but, no, no. But it's you know, it's just- this is just scary. That we're in this position again, seemingly. Isn't Let's be honest. We spoke about Teague a few weeks ago and I said, you know, I think that he'll definitely see through the year and it'll kind of be how, you know, how do we go this time next year? My opinion's changed. You reckon he won't see out the year? I think he'll see out the year. No, I, I don't, think he'll I don't, see out the year. I think he'll see out the year. I don't think he'll be there on draft night in a Carlton polo. I reckon if he sees out the year, he'll make it to round one. Because what's changed from last time, really? The board's the same. It's the same board who did the same thing with Bolton, who, we, who waited so till a month into the 2019 season. If we go 7-15, and 15, and the, the, our next three wins come from, let's say, North Melbourne, Adelaide, and Collingwood the second time round. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Hmm. Well... It's not very often that coaches get sacked at the end of the year. It happens, though. Oh, okay, you can go with it. You know, do you get... No, 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 I know I, what you mean. I, I, I don't I... think it's going to be a brutal thing. I just think it's in the best interest of... It's going to be a tricky one for Carlson. And that's why I was always of the opinion that he'd be immune to losing his job in 2021. But I just think if the results get so overwhelmingly pathetic still... Mm. It's just you've got to pull the cord. So here's my And unfortunately, my view. this is how it works in sport. Here's my view. If you're going to sack Teague, then the coaches beneath him have well, to be looked at as well. Because- so, so, I, so this external review is going to fall on the assistant coaches. They're going to be in trouble here. I don't think this external review is going to decide Teague as such. But I think if they make the change within the footy department and results don't progress to a point where you can see us playing finals in 2022, mm. then Gonski. Yep. No, and I, I know I, people I, will think, you know, it's the Carlson merry-go-round of coaches. It's the revolving door. Well, sometimes it's better just to admit you got a decision. And I'm not saying we have, but I'm just saying sometimes it's better to admit you got the decision wrong rather than, you know, waiting to see it be so wrong. Yeah. and Which I, is what I, they did with Bolton. Yeah. But I, I'll once again say it. I will be absolutely filthy if T gets sacked, but they bring a new coach in with the same assistant. Oh, there's no way that would happen. There's no way. There's no way. Like, No, no, no. That won't happen. I think you look at Melbourne and the way that they're operating, they've got a really good team. Their football department is, you know, they've got Mark Williams in there who's been highly spoken of. Um, they've got Alan Richardson of the top Brendan line. McCartney Brendan McCartney they're, they've they've built a really solid team there who are working well um, our, and look, our, but, but our let's coach, be honest our, Richardson and McCartney were failed senior coaches as well yeah but I'm saying our, but, our assistant coaches to an extent haven't changed that much since Bolton left so well they haven't really changed at all there's been maybe one or two ins and outs there um, obviously you know, Luke Power and Daniel O'Keefe, those appointments have come since Bolton left, but or maybe just before he left. But I think that, you know, you've got to look at it and as a whole. And they brought in Adam Musay, was the other one from Hawthorne, Melbourne. Yeah. That was one I was missing. Um, but you've got to look at this as a whole. And Actually, I don't think Brendan McCartney's there. Sorry, I'm just having a look now. I don't think he's there, but it's Adam Musay. Yeah. Sorry, go. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying you've got to look yeah. at this as a whole and you've got to go, well... You know, it's not just the senior coach, because it's. Just, I'm not pinning names, but some of our assistant coach, coaches have been there for a long time, and haven't seen any success whatsoever. We've got a real. If if uh, I'm not suggesting we do it, but I'm saying if they decide to to go with it and get a new coach, peel back everything. Peel back everything. Look at the assistants. Look at everyone in the football department. I'd be staggered if that wasn't the case. Um, yeah. So if that's to ask you now, who... Because this is what people are speaking about. I mean, I don't want, like... It's probably premature, but... I don't, I don't want to be, you know, speaking as if Teague is sacked already. But if they do he, go down he, that no, path... He's not sacked. 
He's 10 weeks from being sacked if the results don't. Yeah, I feel like this is, you know, the start of yeah. the story. He can save himself. Yeah. He's got time. And I'd love him to save himself. He's, oh, yeah, because that means we're winning. Yeah. I'd love it as well. So, but if it were to happen, of the coaches who are currently available, who would we be looking at? Because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You've also got to look at, well, if we do make that call, who would we be bringing in? Is there anyone out there who um, really, you know, grabs your eye? Well, it's it's so hard. These like, because it's hard to comment on untried assistant coaches as well. So, so I don't you- I don't think we can afford to go down that path again. We can't afford to get an untried assistant coach. We just can't. But over the last fifteen years, we've tried all almost every category of senior coach because we've done the whole godlike, mm. you know, godfather off in a mold house. We did it with Pagan as well. You know, Radden, Bolton and Teague were all untried. Bolton was like the the master assistant coach from the master system and Rats and Teague came within from within Carlton were the interim coaches, senior coaches. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong formula here because everything that's worked for us so far has been wrong. In essence. Mm. So I think it's more footy philosophy here. I don't even think it's experience. I just think it's... That's why I'm saying the team... I want a coach to come in who's going to say, these are the assistants I want. So... Because you, you look at soccer, right? You look at soccer no, and the no, way it works. When a, when a manager comes in, they bring their team with them. And very rarely do assistant coaches stick around. I mean, some of them do, but the the main ones who make all the decisions, they float with a manager. So you're like signing a manager and his team. I almost want that to be the case with us. I want us to sign a coach who we know is going to work well with people that he brings to the club with him. It would be very different to what we've well, done. But Moldhouse kind of did that. He brought in Mark Wiley and, you know, Dean Ladley came across and, you know, he kind of did that. I, I, I just think, oh, who would you have in mind? Who would be your, like, ideal man coaching us next year that's on the market right now? That's on the market? It's, uh, I'm not even thinking tactically here. I'm thinking of a person who... A man can, manager. Who can, who can actually... So in the Fagan areas, because like Chris oh, Fagan, because Fagan and David Noble had never coached, but they'd been in the industry for that long. It didn't even matter. Yeah. I just think that, um, I want someone who's going to have the ability to change the mindset of our group, not the way that they play, the actual mindset. Cause it's deeper than the way we play, mate. You're going to bring in another coach. Who's going to say, yeah, do this on the field. It's, it's deeper than that. I want them to ingrain a new mental vision in the players' heads to say, hang on a second, you didn't go and shepherd that, you know, your teammate there. That's not good enough. You didn't go and, you know, get behind your teammate. That's not good enough. In this situation, you didn't put your body on the line. That's not good enough. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it. maybe Ross Lyon is someone who could maybe change the mental, you know, the the deep mental state of the, the, the players. Um, yeah. Um. And I think with Ross, we know he can take, you know, it's more of a, you know, you come and play your role type of team defense. You know, he, let's be honest. He doesn't need superstars. He he needs role players. I was about to say, he can turn duds into really handy players. Is that not what we need? Well, yeah, because that's what we got. But, yeah. Um, I'm not sure who specifically I'd want coaching, but we can cross that bridge when it comes. But you're right. It is deeper than on field right now. No, yeah, it's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. I just think you look at the group, and I feel fatigue. I really do, because as I said, I just don't think it's as simple as his game plan isn't good enough. Well, I think it's the mental side of things, and the players. He's joined uh, Carlton at a point in time where non-success isn't even like a thing anymore. It's just that this has gone on for that long you know, at Carlton, that no one's willing to put up with it. Like we, The patience has run out. What I will say, which is... What, I, what I'll say is different this time round, um, is that 
the last few coaches who have been appointed to take the job at Carlton have come in at a time where not many people would want the job. They've come in at our lowest point, at the beginning of the rebuild or the end of an era. No one really wants that job. I think if they do decide to get a new coach, there will be everyone will be putting their hands up for this job. Because I think anyone would back themselves in. We're at the perfect point. We're like this is this is a team where you could come in and take them to finals. Yeah. Would you take Justin Lepich? Well, so I think I'd, I'd take him as a, I know as he's not the speak, senior coach. I know he's been speaking really well on radio, and I know he coached an abysmal Brisbane team. His winning record's disgusting. No, I agree. I wouldn't want him as the senior like, coach. I, I'd take him as... And I know people develop, but it's just... I don't know about the whole Lepich senior coach thing. I... Um, but team changes against the Giants. Who... I mean, who goes in? Who comes out? Well, we've got the bye in yeah. between. So, Mackay should be okay for Giants. Yeah, he'll be all right. Newman will be all right. Newman will be... Newman was good. Newman was great. Bar that donkey-like error in the goal square. No, he was great. He was, I, I thought, thought Newman was good. Um, well, who go? Well, okay. So, wow. Okay. Where do we start? Well, we... I, I'm not... Stop speaking. I know I know who you're about to talk about. Is what? it 46? Yeah, the winger. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Played 10 games in a row, and you know I've been over it for a while. If that performance justifies selection again, I think I'm going to vomit. This, I'm glad, I, something's just popped into my head. I know we just started talking about the game again, but this external review that was announced today by Sam McClure, did you read some of the quotes in that article? I saw you sent, I've seen the ones you sent me. I need to read this out. This is, to me, this is mind-boggling. And I probably I probably should have brought this up a lot earlier. I just completely forgot. But, so Sam McClure, obviously, today broke the news that we're launching an external review of the football department. Listen to these stats, uh, these quotes, Bolt. So, <laughs> this is crazy. Multiple club sources, including players, have told the age that Sayers has been asking people for their opinion on where the club is breaking down. So these are he's asking people inside yep. the club. At least one player has talked about the lack of clarity in the team's game plan, whilst another player questioned elements of team selection. So if players Divine. If players in this team are asking for clarity around the game plan. Well, yeah. the lack of clarity, that they're talking about the lack of clarity in the game plan. So, so there's a player on our list right now, Bolt, who doesn't think there's enough... Um, Who's got no bloody idea either. Yeah, correct. And there's also a player who is questioning team selection. Now, I'm... Well, that I, ain't Kaz, Bolt. Now, now, I'm assuming here, so I could be well off the mark, they could have spoken to a rookie who's never played. But if you're writing this article, you're probably going to go to the leadership group and uh, you're probably going to ask a senior player or you might be asking a rookie. But either way, on either end of the spectrum, for a player in our team to say that they lack clarity on the game plan and for another player to say they're questioning the team selection, you can't tell me that Well, that is, you know, a disaster of epic proportions. It's not acceptable. That is just an absolute... That's a shit show, mate. That is... Yeah, it is. Um, Team changes. Yeah, I just had to I had no, to bring I that know, up because that is... Fair. That is nuts. That's fair. Absolutely nuts. Um, and there was a very quickly... There was another one that I wanted to bring up. Um, I think that may have been... Oh, no, here it is. Um, it was Brad Lloyd. So... Uh, I think if you're reading between- He the, said that. No, no, no. He oh. he made these comments that I'm okay. about to say. I think if you read in between the lines of what he's saying, he's never really 
he's never really fully backed up the coach, has he? Um, no. But there's... So, you look, because he knows. Brad Lloyd's come from, was it Fremantle? And in a really good era. So, you look... Finals. Yeah, well, they made a granny. Yeah. So, Carlton Football Department Chief Brad Lloyd said he would support a post-season review if required, but did insist that Teague was safe for next year. So, that he has got behind him there, but... He then said, I'm not exactly across what Luke's plans are. He's talking about the, pre- the Luke says, who's going to take over as the president. When he take, uh, He's not uh, exactly sure what his plans are when he takes over, but I am supportive of, what, of whatever is going to help the footy club. Those sorts of reviews, if they happen, if there are things found that help improve the club, I am all for it. Mm. That's reading between the lines yeah. there. And I, and I could be he's, well off because yeah. I've got no idea he what's going on. He might just be playing Switzerland there as well. Yeah, but that's just a little... Um, yeah, I know. He didn't shut... You know, he didn't... You know, I know what you're saying. Mm. But he's not going to go against what his board's doing either. No. He's not going to speak out about that. Um, yeah, all right. It's interesting though. So, team changes, you reckon Cottrell? Well, so there's no VFL game again, hey? Uh, no. Um, they might have played a scratch match up there though. So, as in, I think Cottrell's performance just—he needs a spell. He needs a spell. Um, but I didn't think Nunes was great when he came on either. Mm. So it leaves the wings. The wings are just so shallow. Um, goodness me. Well, who would you? I, I don't even know who would come in. Like Petrovsky Seedon, like so without a say. Um, we also heard, obviously, there's been a lot of speculation around Samo whether he's going to be there next year. Um, I mean, does he come in? Do they give O'Brien a go on the wing? I my opinion is, if you look at Cotter on the weekend, you can't be telling me that you'd be getting worse from O'Brien. Yeah, oh, he'd have to play pretty badly. Oh yeah. It's it's so interesting. Cot- no, I think Cottrell needs a spell. So, so, well, Fogarty will come back in. Fogarty, true. Fogarty comes in for Cottrell. Does Gibbons walk back in? Yeah, I reckon Probably they'll. Bo- I reckon they'll both come in, and I think the other one that will go out will be Murphy again. Oh. Yeah, well, Murphy, Murphy. We, I think I, we we're, always, ma- we're massive Murphy fans. I think we always knew though it was going to be tough once Martin Fisher, Silvani. And Fogarty and I, you know, we're going to be in the same team. Yeah. Which, no. has, which hasn't happened. It's happened round two. No, hasn't happened yet this year. Where the four of them have played a game. Who? Silvani, oh, Silvani Fisher, did, Martin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fogarty. So. Yes, yeah, so I think Murph will drop out. As in, he was the one who dropped out last time. And then... And we've been massive Murphy fans. That was probably one of his poor... Uh, performances yeah, uh, this week I said it to the people I was sitting with at the footy like I don't think he put up a sweat during the game mm. the other empowerment is the other one mm. so who goes out for plowman um so because we this- never really replaced him no well Parks really should have played the last two weeks so we're picking this team on the basis at Mackay and um, Newman are fit to play. Who goes out for playoffs? So I, I'm going. So I'm saying. Oh, the thing is, you can't just say, "Yeah, they'll bring in Fogarty and Gibbons and drop Cottrell for one of them," because they're not going to. If they drop Cottrell, they're going to bring in a winger. I think. If I'm being you honest, maybe I, play I, Fisher a bit higher I, up, or I think Stocker's in trouble. Like, why are we playing Liam Stocker on Liam Ryan? I, I, I think he's in trouble. I don't want him to be no, in trouble. because I, 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 I reckon Stockwell... I don't think he's in trouble. Well, it's his position. They're going to look at who's going to come in for... Pl- who's going to go out for Plowman. I know. I don't really want Stockwell... Mate, to be- the next team changes are going to be so interesting. So interesting. So, I was going to pose Because I always is the other one who's close to being out, but he's not going to get he dropped off okay. No, he, yeah, he'll be okay. Kicks two goals again. You can't drop him. So, what are your thoughts? Because I'm over it. Why can't we play the new bloke Murkov instead of Pitonet? No, no. 
What do you mean? What? Do you know anything about him? I know he's young and raw and he's probably just come out of Mate, the ocean. Not, not only is he raw, this guy was a volleyballer until this year. So he played, mate, he played Vaffa. Have you watched our Ruckman the last couple of weeks? He played Vaffa thirds. I know exactly where he At the beginning of the year. He's played three VFL games. I know. He's not not even close. Fine. Not even close. Fine. No. Great. Great. Solves the Ruck issues, doesn't it, mid-season? I would play the other one, though. I'd play, what's his name? Jordan Boyd. Is that his name? Yeah. I'd play him. Yeah. If you want. Well, yeah, why, why well, you want- I, I'm not. It's it's not even the fact I want Murkov to play. I'm just over Pidinet. No, no. I think Pidinet should go as well. But then you know who's going to be walking back in. Hmm. So, Fogarty, Gibbons, Plowman, who goes out? If Fogarty and Gibbons are back in, Murphy's out. Now Gibbons can't come back in, surely. He can't waltz back into that first team. Fogarty, Plowman, who goes out? Fogarty and Plowman come in for Murphy Cottrell. But they're not going to do that. Because then who's playing on the wing? Fisher's going to go higher. I, see, that's, I would play Fisher on a wing. Fisher was okay yesterday. F- Fisher was Fisher great. Was good, yeah. Mate, Zach Fisher is... like I just think he's so good. I think he's... Amazing, he when he gets the ball, if you like, I'd almost if if you had to tell me one player I want with the ball in their hands, it's probably Fisher. He just creates. He's electric. No, he is. He's, it's, yeah, it's, it's spark. It's the spark. Teams would dream of a player like Zach Fisher to have. I agree. When he eventually reaches his full capacity, is going to be unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I'd put him on a wing. Get him involved. Put him around the ball. I. He just weasels his way through traffic. He does. Um, and that is something that Dow did this week a, a few times. He, you know, weaseled his way through. But yeah, mate, team changes are going to be completely interesting. We've got another week to see him. Got the bye this week. I can't wait. So mid-season review, Bolt. We'll do our second installment next week after the bye week has happened. Yep. Um, but yeah, wow. This has been... And I feel like... The, I feel like we've probably um this this podcast has just been going backwards and forwards between different topics, but it's just there was no right way of doing this. Yep. So Carlton, so Carlton will be coming back to Victoria. Are the, they? Yeah. Because I think there was an AFL PA rule where they don't want teams away for th- more than three weeks, and then we'll go back to Sydney. But I thought a lot of their families were already up there with them. I'm not sure. I don't know. They, Why, they, they, I didn't see them around the hub. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Well, Bolt, that was a mega edition of the show. Probably a little bit disjointed, but there was no right way of doing that. We'll be back next week for our second instalment of the mid-season reviews. And boy, oh boy, hopefully within a week, not too much more goes wrong for us. No, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting, you know, 10 or 11 days for the footy club. There's going to be so much going on off the field. There will be, but... We'll see what happens. Blue Baggers, thank you very much for tuning in to this mega edition of the podcast. And, well, on the bright side, we can't lose this week, Bolt. We can't lose this week, but, yeah. Look, hopefully when we sit down to do this mid-season review, not a lot has changed. But Blue Baggers will be back. Another edition of the Blues Footy Podcast in the books. Thank you for tuning in. Against the famous old dark blue.